Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. It is a Tuesday. It means handicapping, it means point spreads, it means over-unders, it means all that good stuff. Straight cash, homie. I am your co-host, Scott Pianowski. A little housekeeping. If you're not a BetMGM customer, great time to go over there and set up an account. Got some wonderful promotions for new users. You create that BetMGM account, place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. If your bet loses, you get that bet refunded to you in free bets. You must be 21 years or older in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Terms to apply. Go to betmgm.com slash Yahoo to get started. Or you can use the promo code Yahoo when making your first deposit. So before we get into the teeth of, of the games, let's introduce the co-host, the man you know on all sorts of Yahoo platforms, one of our NFL behemoths. And handicapper to the stars, Mr. Frank Schwab. Aloha. All right, Scott. So last week we're here. And, you know, as we've talked about, this is a first look podcast, right? Like we're, we're, we're trying to talk through it. We're trying to get ideas. And you talked me into Cowboys minus three. I, I was, I, I, you know, well, Scott makes good, good points. He, I'm going to go in on this. I want to know your emotions during that game because we both got one of the biggest luck box wins of, of the season, really. Like, what? Well, I'm assuming you, you went on it. We didn't have a chance to talk about this Sunday because we're both busy guys. What was your emotions like when the Cowboys had that really, honestly, miraculous cover of three and a half? Well, I, I just felt it's some justice because the Cowboys had moved the ball up and down the field sure. yeah. at will. They had a huge advantage in yardage. I would take them tomorrow. I, I would expect the Cowboys to win that game more often than not. Just... One of those cases where they littered the field with points, right? They had a, a goal-to-go situation, four punches from the one-yard line. They couldn't get it in. Right. But, yeah, it's, you know, I was talking to producer Brett beforehand. I, I grew up in New England. I'm, I'm a, ostensibly a Patriots fan. But, you know, they've overpaid my fandom so much that I don't, I don't feel bad when they have a mediocre team, which they probably do this year. But, you know, the Patriots, they need 15-play drives, right? I mean, they, they yeah. need – they dink and dunk their way down the field. And it's just so nice to watch – Cowboys, of course, one of one of six teams that don't play this week. One of the most ferocious bye weeks I've ever seen, and I'll list those teams in a minute. But it's just so nice to see a team that's like, oh, okay, that's what a twenty-five yard pass downfield to CD Lamb looks like, you know, or what's that's what uh, an offense that can threaten every strata of the field, right? They can run it with two good backs. 
that they threaten all every part of the field. Yeah, did we get lucky on the cover? Absolutely, especially yeah. when Dallas didn't win the coin flip. Oh, we were drawing because dead at that point. We're, we're, we're on, drawing we're dead on, at that point. If they win outs. the coin like flip, a, okay. If they win the coin flip, you think okay, it's reasonable they might go down because they're going to try to score a touchdown. They're like they're yeah. not. You know, once you need everything to line up, you need the Patriots to not score at all because if they get a field goal, your action's dead because you don't kick the extra point after. So the Cowboys, best case scenario is they win by three. And the, Cow- the Patriots score a touchdown. You're dead, obviously. Game's over. And then you need the Cowboys to score a long touchdown, basically, because if they get in range, you're just going to set up for Zerline. You need everything to line up and it happens. And I was just laughing because it was, I, I didn't, I probably didn't have as much on it as you. I just rode with you a little bit. And I was just, the whole time I was just thinking about you and our conversation last week. And oh boy. What, and what, I mean, even before that, it was Trevon Diggs gets a pick six. You're like, wow, we're going to, we're going to somehow cover this. And then the 75 yard touchdown the other way right after just a crazy game. And you know what? Me and Charles talked about this on the Sunday night podcast of this is a really likable Cowboys team. Like it's easy to hate the Cowboys. Everybody hates Cowboys and you should. But this one's really likable. Dak's a likable guy. They're fun to watch. I mean, even kind of McCarthy kind of being this, you know, kind of making all of the mistakes and bumbling around a little bit is, I guess, makes him somewhat human and likable. So it was a fun game. It was a fun cover and just uh, just hilarious, though, just thinking about you sweating that thing, too. Yeah, you know, it's nice to see some things go go our way. I I had a lot of the underdogs in the one o'clock window, and me too. I'm kind of getting I'm kind of getting sick of all these favorites, right? I mean, I, survivor pools are going to be like ten way ties at the end of the season, right? Least, all yeah. the favorites won in the one o'clock window. Now, granted, every underdog won in the in the island games, but when I see a week where every obvious tease, I think won, uh, unless you tease Buffalo on, on Monday night. I don't know. I, I just I, I want to get my hands dirty. I want some upsets. There's some There's huge spreads. And you, you speak about survivor pools. I stink in survivor pools. I I, I play them because they're fun, but I know I'm never going to win one. I'm in three survivor pools of different sizes and also one loser pool, which is the opposite. You pick a loser every week. I'm alive in all of them. And last week in the loser pool, I think there's 351 people alive and one person lost. And I think it's it's because I made some random pick or, or picked. I don't even know who they could Cleveland or something like that. Or, you know, obviously picking Arizona to lose. And they didn't I just there's no carnage. And I feel like maybe this is the week and, and we're going to get into some of these games and try to figure out where the potholes are because they're coming. They, they, there has to be a chaos week coming. So let's give a nod to the teams who otherwise will not talk about. We did talk about the Cowboys some, but they're off in week seven. So is Minnesota. So is Buffalo. So is Jacksonville. So are the L.A. Chargers. So are the Pittsburgh Steelers. So good luck to everybody between injuries and bye weeks. Good luck setting your fantasy lineup. Um, I hope Travis Homer goes off for you this week or whatever whatever you need. Um, also note that Dawson Knox, um, good time for his bye week. He broke a bone in his hand. I think he was playing through it on Monday night and not that anybody cares about our fantasy team, Frank, but I know we oh. lost a close game because Dawson Knox decided to, you know, they, they ran the, the Buffalo special, right, where he, he throws oh. the shot put pass to a wide open Josh Allen. Man, did Tennessee not see that play coming because Allen, you know, could, could have uh, could have stood jumped up and down for about 10 minutes. I don't right. think anybody would have been near him. So heroic Dawson Knox. He was a walk-on quarterback at Ole Miss. Uh, he still has that shot put, you know, even with a broken bone in his hand, he's uh, capable yeah. of beating us, Frank. If if anybody else takes a one and a half point loss this season due to a tight end with a broken hand throwing a two point conversion, okay, I'll, I'll tip my cap and say you tied us because that is an awful beat. It was. I, let's just get onto the games. I can't. Right. I can't. I'm gonna break something around me. Yeah, yeah, Barons, cancel your your bad beat segment. I want to be all about Frank <laughs> and I uh, somehow being three and three with what I thought was the best team in the league three weeks ago. Yeah. Nobody cares. Let's talk real football. 
Well, let's talk Island game number one. The Broncos at the Browns. Uh, the Browns are down both of their starting running backs, right? Uh, Hunt's not going to play. Chubb's not going to play. Baker Mayfield's left shoulder is all messed up. Going to try to play through that. Despite that, the Browns at home have moved. The line's moved up to three and a half. Cleveland minus three and a half. The total's very low, predictably 42 and a half. It's, these are hard games for me to judge. I, I don't know what version of the Browns were getting. I, they've just when I thought they had a pretty solid team, their defense made an absolute egg against the Chargers, and then they played horrible against. We both thought Cleveland was maybe primed to beat Arizona last week. That couldn't have been more wrong. Arizona beat the living snot out of them. So I don't really know who the Browns are right now. And the Broncos have slumped after a quick start. We know the schedule was weak. It's gotten tougher. They were soundly outplayed. A, that, that was a A to Z beat beat down by the Raiders last week. So I have trouble with this game. I don't think I'll be wagering on it, but we get a picket for pick and pulls. Uh, do you have a lean on the Thursday nighter? I, I kind of feel like the Browns, but there's no confidence. You're right. Like how, how could you have any confidence in either of these teams? The Broncos look bad lately. I mean, it's, it, they've, they've been exposed. Like, I mean, they're just, they might not be a terrible team, but they're not a good one either. I, I just kind of feel like, yeah, Chubb and Hunter out. And that, that is a big setback, obviously for a team that wants to run the ball. But I think, you know, uh, maybe Dearness Johnson comes in and does something. And and I think Baker plays. I, I don't think that he's sitting in this one out. Just uh, It's a pain thing from what he said today. And I, I don't think he sits out because of that. And I think I just feel like the Browns feel like they're a good team, but they've just cut. Look, their losses are not, they're nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, even losing to the Cardinals at home, losing to the Chargers, losing to the Chiefs, nothing to be ashamed of. No bad losses in there. And I feel like, their backs are against the wall now, a little bit of urgency. They go out and give an A-plus performance, lose it you know, without these guys and come up with a win. But I, I couldn't – it's hard for me to come up with less confidence in a, in a pick of a three-and-a-half-point favorite than this one because it's just – who knows? Who knows about either of these teams now? Well, maybe we could find some confidence. No London game this week, but we do have uh, the Sunday night game. The Colts travel to San Francisco. The play of 49ers sounds like Jimmy Garoppolo will be back in the saddle. The rested Niners are spotting three and a half in this game, and the total is 45 and a half. Colts have gotten back on track, whatever it means, beating Miami and Houston, two of the worst teams in the league. I still wonder, you're a Wisconsin guy. I don't, I don't know what it would take for Jonathan Taylor to get on the field 70, 80 percent of the time. All he's doing is making <laughs> splash plays, and yet he plays 52 percent of the snaps. I don't get it. I like the Niners skill guys, but I don't know what to expect from either one of their quarterbacks. It's, again, it sounds like Garoppolo this week. What was your lean on Indy San Francisco? Again, uh, I don't know. I, I've I've had the soft spot for the Colts. I mean, we look, I could be stubborn. And I locked on into Colts early this offseason. It's just everything's in place as as long as Carson Wentz is okay. And he's looked okay the last couple of weeks. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking all week about how good the Ravens are in their defense and how they shut down Justin Herbert. Well, a week ago, a little more than a week ago, Carson Wentz put up more than 400 yards against them and should have won that game. Everything went right for the Ravens on their comeback. But I still also like the 49ers. I, I don't, I haven't moved off of them just because they're two and three. They've had some tough losses. Hard to say, you know, what the quarterback situation is going to look like till we really see some practice reports. I, I'm probably going to wait on this to see that. I don't, I don't believe Trey Lance is going to play in this one. I think it's going to be Jimmy, but I don't know. It's, it's just, I think if you give me over the hook, I'll probably end up on the Colts and just assume that maybe this team is coming around. Like you said, yeah, they they had two wins against Cream Puffs, but they should have beat the Ravens too. I, I mean, that they lost, but it was a really good performance by them. I think they're turning into the team I thought they were going to be. So I'm probably just going to ride that one more week and take the Colts if, if I can get over a field goal here. 
Yeah, I, I, if this line were to go down to three or, or two and a half, I would have the 49ers probably as an auto pick. It's just getting over the hook that makes me nervous. The 49ers, look, there are no moral victories in the NFL, but as you point out, I mean, the Colts should have beaten Baltimore. And I thought the 49ers had a great game plan against Arizona two weeks ago. They they made the Arizona offense look bad for the only time this season. But because the Niners' offense threw up all over itself, they, they lost the game. They couldn't even cover, which was very frustrating. I thought the Niners were the right side that day. So uh, this is probably a case of where the line goes. If it goes over the three, I, the number may just dictate an Indianapolis play. I'll watch this one as a fan. I don't think I'll have a big investment here. But, hey, there's one other island game, and the NFL has decided that uh, Geno Smith feels like a, a roommate at this point or, you know, like my best friend since college, right? We saw him on Thursday night against the Rams. We saw him on Sunday night against the Steelers. I don't know why the NFL stacks. like uh, It's common to see back-to-back island games. But the Seahawks, with, without any flexing going yeah. on, are getting three. Yeah. I've never, I never remember this ever happening. I don't Seattle know. Seahawks are coming our way three fair. straight times on on island games, and they're catching right now, catching four and a half points at home to the Saints. Rested off there by uh, they unplugged Jameis Winston. Now Jameis Winston's going to throw twenty one passes probably in this game. So the total, another low total in the pinball NFL. All three of these games on island are very low totals. This is forty three and a half. Man, I. I don't like the Seahawks team. They were competitive in Pittsburgh, whatever that means. The Steelers are sh- certainly a, a team of flaws too. I just can't, I, I don't, the Saints aren't good enough for me to spot four and a half on the road to a team is, that is not a punching bag. And if you want to say that the Seahawks will be a punching bag with Geno Smith, I'll listen to you, but I have to take Seattle on the spot. Uh, again, one of these games where I'm throwing up my hands and saying, I don't, I don't want to take the Saints leg four and a half, but do I have any faith in Geno Smith right now? I think he just one hop Tyler Lockett again as we were speaking. Like I, he he's a bad quarterback. He's just not good. And for a team that basically has been operating suboptimally for however many years, basically since the Legion of Boom, and just kind of says at the end of the game, "Hey, Russ, go save us," and he always does because he's Russell Wilson. Having a downgraded quarterback is not good because they're not able to say, "Hey, Geno, go save us," because he ain't gonna do it. He ain't that dude. So I'll be on the Seahawks. I'm going to feel really bad about myself when I see Geno Smith misfiring to Lockett to Metcalf. I mean, those guys, I mean, getting back to the fantasy angle of it, I have Lockett just about every single league I'm in, and I wonder if he's dead now until Russ comes back. I just, I, you can't start him with any confidence anymore, and that kind of just goes back to just the Seahawks as a whole. Like, where's our offense coming from? Is it going to be Alex Collins? Really? Like, is that what we're banking on here? So I'll be on the Seahawks, but it's so reluctant. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to score a lot. They're going to have to ugly up this game somehow. The only good saving grace for them is the Saints. I probably want to play that kind of game too with, like you said, Jameis throwing 21 passes. I'll take the Seahawks and just hope it's one of these 17-13 type of games that, that nobody's going to remember or like, but maybe we cash a ticket. Yeah, I think we're in lockstep on that one. Well, let's go to the Sunday games where there will be some points. And if you want points in the NFL this year, you look to the Kansas City Chiefs. Best offense probably the, the worst defense they're at Tennessee and you know Tennessee that Buffalo Tennessee game nobody could stop anybody at the end of it. I think the Titans had six straight scoring drives to finish that game out and certainly Buffalo was moving the ball pretty easily until they needed a yard and Josh Allen looked like he lost his footing that that by the way that's the right call right I, I don't want to hear any is, criticism yep. that you know, why did you kick the field goal no you weren't stopping the Titans so like what 80 I think 82 percent since a certain year like well, whatever this was the 18 percent they sucked out Okay. Yeah, whatever. You need, you need a right yard. You know, plus, also, what does the opponent want you to do? I'm sure the Titans were like, "Please kick the right. field goal. Please kick the field goal." Anyway, right. the Chiefs go to Tennessee 
for this week's game. Uh, Kansas City is a four and a half point favorite. The total, a very juicy 56 and a half. Uh, Derrick Henry, as we speak, man, don't you wish he had Derrick Henry every week? It's just unfair. This guy, it feels like he starts every week with 100 yards and two touchdowns, and then he can move upward from there. Uh, are you going to lay the wood with the favorite on the road, or do you think the Titans can pull a rabbit out of their hat two straight weeks? Uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, basically Derrick Henry just breaks every single rule. Like, we we try to sit here and analyze this thing and say, for fantasy anyway, Derrick Henry doesn't catch passes. He can't be a number one running back. Or Derrick Henry's had this workload for so many years, he's going to break down or whatever. I, it just, he, normal rules don't apply to this guy. I, there was one of these kind of dumb Twitter questions like, who, you know, who's your basically your favorite running back since Barry Sanders retired? My answer is Derrick Henry, and it stays Derrick Henry because this dude at 247 pounds can run like Jamal Charles. Like it's, I, when he hit 21.8 miles an hour on that touchdown run, he just outran the Buffalo secondary. It was like, this shouldn't be real. Like this is, this is really is a video game. Like somebody created this guy in Madden. He's unbelievable. And I'm going to go on him. I'm going to go on the Titans. I, I, I kind of fall back to, I'll take the Chiefs if they're playing a bad team like Washington last week. If they're playing a good team, I don't know if Tennessee's great by any means. And I don't even know if they're good, but they're capable at least. I just got to take the points because this whole like the Chiefs can't cover spreads is in the back of my mind. And I think Mahomes is pressing a little bit. The, the, I've, I've cited you many, many times when talking about the Chiefs in recent weeks of just your concern about their narrow tree. And it's even narrower. I mean, Daryl Williams scored a couple touchdowns, but he was bad. I mean, 62 yards on 21 carries. It wasn't like he was making any plays. Tyreek looks a little banged up. He didn't really have his game-breaking uh, you know, kind of play that he usually has. I, I just think that, I, I don't know, this this Chiefs team doesn't impress me really yet. I know they're good, but they're not great. I'll take the Titans and the points, and I, I don't even know that it's out of the question that they could that they could win this game straight up. Yeah, it was, it was encouraging to see Tennessee get – a form of their offense that they wanted. A.J. Brown was sick in that game Monday, did nothing in the first half, but was very efficient in the second half. At least Julio was on the field. We still know Tannehill. Is, I still think a plus quarterback. The one thing I worry about is just the the hangover effect from playing on Monday night, the emotional win over Buffalo, mm-hmm. a very physical game too. But uh, I, I can only lean Titans here. I, I don't think the Chiefs fixed anything on defense last week. I think just Washington played so poorly that – that's why Kansas City looked good in the defensive metrics, but I, I give that all to WFT, just having all of them. Burn everything I said on the football team, man. Did, did, I, did I totally kick too, that man. one? I, if, uh, we are both we're both ripping up a lot of future tickets on that team. They have been so disappointed. I, I would not mind if they were on by this week. I, apparently, there's a football team game that we're going to have to talk about. But um, is there is there anything you're making money on in the football team right now? I have fantasy or otherwise, I don't think there is. By the way, speak of the only team in football five against the spread losses this year. They're one in five against the spread. Only team in the NFL with five losses. I have a couple of those tickets, and uh, yeah, they're not yeah. they're not worth very much. Um, you know, they're <laughs> using them for scrap paper. Are the Bengals for real? I don't know that you get any parades or hosannas after you spank the Lions, but as you often say, I mean, part of the NFL is when you beat a team, when you play a team you're stronger than, you're supposed to just take them to the woodshed, take care of business. They certainly did that. At Detroit, now they go to Baltimore to play one of the primary you know, Super Bowl contenders. The, the Ravens Char- Chargers showdown was all Baltimore. Uh, they've already mm-hmm. beaten Kansas City this year. Where we saw the wonderful comeback against the Colts. Mar Jackson has taken a step forward as a passer. Baltimore is a six and a half point favorite in this game. The total is forty seven and a half. I struggle with this because I don't know. I know the Bengals are plucky, and I know they're maybe they could be this year's Browns or Dolphins. You know, a team that has been kind of a doormat who 
goes to the fringe of playoff contention. Maybe you plays on that Saturday afternoon playoff game, whatever. But I don't know. They, they've beaten some bad teams. They've had some breaks. They easily could have lost the Minnesota game, probably should have lost that game. I know their defense metrically grades out well. I just thought this to me, speak. this line screams out, do you believe in the Bengals? And honestly, I, I'm not sure what the right play is on that. I kind of do believe in the Bengals. And let's talk about the Ravens side of it for, for a little bit because, look, I don't, I don't run and hide when I make a bad pick. And boy, did I make a bad pick with the Chargers. I was telling everybody all last week, Chargers are my play. They're going to win. Wrong side is favored. And you, you can make a, a rational bet. You can talk it through. You can analyze it from all angles. Feel really good about it. And just, it stinks. And I, the, my Chargers bet was one of the worst I've made all season. One of the worst I've made all year. One of the worst I've made in many, many years. Just terrible. And I wonder, though, what, what was that? Was it the Ravens? Like, was it the Ravens telling us, oh, okay, the first five weeks when we were a little bit shaky, we weren't really blowing anybody out. We barely beat the Lions. We barely beat the Colts. But now we're here. Or was it just one of those games? Was it like, you know, I've referenced on a show before, the George Carl gong game where it was just so bad for the Chargers to just bang the gong and move on because there's just nothing to get, gain from it. There's nothing. Why, why even watch a film of that kind of game if you're the Chargers? I don't know. I don't know if the Ravens were kind of announcing to us Hey, we're 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 a top five team again. You had a chance to knock us out when we had all these injuries. You didn't do it. Now we're five and one. I, I don't know that I'm there yet with them. And I do think this Bengals team is plucky. And I do think there's backdoor considerations here because they have the offense for that. I always like, you know, when I'm taking a line like this, well, you know, six and a half, seven, eight, nine, ten points. I always look at the other team's offense and I say, at this game, if there's two minutes left and the Ravens are playing a prevent, can can Joe Burrow take him down downfield and score a touchdown? Absolutely, he can. He's He's got enough weapons for that, for sure. I'll be on the Bengals here. Uh, a fair amount of confidence, too. I, I like the Bengals in this spot. And if the Ravens go out and just beat the heck out of them, I'll just say, all right, the, the Ravens are here, and, and they're a team I got to back going forward. Yeah, you know, my, I think my post-mortem, I was on the Chargers, too, in, in part because you you pushed me that way. I'll blame that one on you. Um, I, can <laughs> do the, you I can do the Mike Krzyzewski, right? I'm going to pretend. I'm just going to find an assistant coach to, to, to give all my losses to from 1995. Sure, my back hurts. So I'm going to have to take off the rest yeah, of the season. Exactly. Coach K, you know. exactly. Sorry, Pete Goddard. You're going to have to take this loss for me this whole season. <laughs> Baltimore realized that. I like the way the Chargers play defense, where they're, they're a modern defensive team. We're defending the pass. You want to run on us, go ahead. And Baltimore said, yes, you know what? We would like to run on you, and we're going to run on you with all the best fantasy running backs from 2017. I don't know how the Ravens haven't signed Adrian Peterson to go with Le'Veon yeah, Bell, yeah. to go with Devonta Freeman, to go with Latavius Murray. Um, it just seems like the route that they're going. You know, well, how is Todd Gurley Willis, not Willis on this? Willis McGahee might be on right, How is Todd Gurley not on this team? Well. doesn't make any sense, but— <laughs> I think that game goes down as a mulligan for the Chargers. And if the Bengals defense is legit, it grades out. I think right now they're like a top seven, top eight defense, I want to say, in DVOA, something like in that neighborhood. And I thought they made a mistake, honestly, when they took Chase. I thought maybe they needed the linemen more. But, man, I, I totally walked that back. Jamar Chase looks great. They're, I think Burrow's a little bit more confident week in, week out. Again, this is the litmus test. This is – you're, if you're a real boy, Pinocchio, you get to prove it to us this week, Bengals. But I think they can hang. I also like the backdoor potential. So uh, I'm going to be with you on Cincinnati. Well, I, I said we had to talk about the WFT. We don't have to talk about them very long, but they go to Green Bay. Packers, hey, you know, if that first week was just a glorified preseason game for them, they just weren't ready to play, the Saints kicked the snot out of them, so what? Green Bay's been a very solid team. And, and not getting you – know, they're kind of under the radar right now. They're not, oh, the buzzy mat – 
Stafford story in LA. They're not the oh the right. Steel, the, the the Chargers finally have the coach right or Lamar Jackson's passing has taken a step forward. Oh look at the Cardinals, they're under undefeated. There's, there's no storyline to the Packers other than they're running it back. It's their last dance. It's probably the last year of Rodgers. Devontae Adams is in a contract year and they're a pretty good football team. You get to lay nine and a half points if you want to back the pack in week seven. The total's 49 and a half. Just when I thought Taylor Heineke, another guy who cost us this week, we could be tr- trusted him for fantasy. Totally laid an egg against the worst defense in football. So it's hard for me to back the WFT. As you mentioned, they've been a ticket ripping machine, but the line's jacked up to nine and a half. How do we see this one? Yeah, and I think this is finally the week where odds makers said, you know what, if you've been betting against Washington, you you got us. You got us for a few weeks, but we're turning the faucet off. You're not you're not just gonna beat us on them all year. I think this line's inflated. Like I said, Washington is the only one in five against the spread team in football this year. And I just think the line's too high. I, not that I'm going to feel – this isn't a game I have any confidence in. I probably won't have any money on it. But it, like you said, we're in some pick and pools, and you got to pick it. And I, I guess I'll go Washington just because I think that – I think odds makers – like, you know, they have these games where they're just like, hey, you know, we're, we're overcompensating almost. We're, we're going to we're gonna push this up much higher than it should be. Green Bay's been covering every week too. I think they've covered every week since week one. I just think this is a kind of an overreaction game, and it's it's not it's not fun to take Washington, but I'll hold my nose and do it because I, I just think the line's been adjusted too much. Yeah, I'll hold my nose and do it too. I mean, my whole handicapping theory is, you know, my whole ethos is that you have to start off on the underdog, and you have to. The problem with betting underdogs is you're never going to have Patrick Mahomes. You're, you're never going to have right. you know, the best players in the league aren't going to be in your team. You're going to be betting on the worst teams in the league. You're going to be betting on teams that aren't going to make the playoffs. You're going to be betting on teams that their coach is em, embroiled and is like, is he going to get fired this week? Those are the teams you're going to have to dance with. And um, but then, you know, if, if all it was is taking favorites and teasing favorites, if that made you money, and, and I get it, if you've been teasing. Look at the survivor polls. Nobody's losing in survivor week over week. Nobody. The obvious teases have been coming in. That that gravy train's going to stop at some point. We'll get in a couple of games. We'll we'll get to some spreads that are really jacked up. I wonder if Vegas is just like okay. You talked about turning the faucet off. I wonder if they're ready just to say okay. You want to take some of these favorites where you're going to pay a tax to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a second. One more game in the in the top shelf. The if you'll say so, the Eagles. Oh, they showed some fight. They they got the backdoor money. Against Tampa Bay last week, they come in I'll with some extra it, rest. I'll take it. Travel. I'll take it too. They traveled to Vegas. Uh, very impressive win. New coach. They dominated. I thought Denver from A to Z. Uh, the Raiders are spotting three in this game at home. The total is forty nine. Rematch of a Super Bowl that probably predates a lot of people, though. I'm, I'm old enough to remember it. Uh, Kenny Rod, King, baby. Rod yeah, Martin. And Kenny Rod King. Martin. Three interceptions. Jim Plunkett. Should Jim Plunkett be a Hall of Famer? No, 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 I don't he, think so either. He, they did win. One, two. Yeah, yeah, he ended up with a good career, win a couple touchdowns, but no. you'd have some. Yeah, you'd have some Hall of very good. I'm not even sure he's very good. Maybe just Hall of like a good story was on a couple of Raider teams at the right time. Hall anyway, of got a couple of rings. Yep. Yeah, so I hope Rod Martin and Dick Vermeil have a good seat for this one. Uh, you know, Vermeil famously wanted everybody you know, to make bed check. Well, they said to Tom Flores, "Well, what if you and if what if you find or benched everybody who didn't make bed check? He'd be like, I wouldn't have had a team. You'd be nobody on the <laughs> sidelines. You think John Matuzak was John coming Matuzak. in, you know, you know, by curfew? But anyway, that game I'm excited about. Maybe I'll rewatch that Super Bowl. Uh, are you excited to watch Derek Carr and Jalen Hurts? Are you excited to spot three with the Raiders? Are you thinking under uh, upset here? I it's let me talk through this one because last week I was on the Raiders. I really liked yep. the Raiders. I ended up by the end of the week saying." 
this was I, I was on money line with them. I really liked them. Again, here was my thought process of teams can rally for one week, whether it's a quarterback injury, whether it's a, a coach being fired, or even like you know what we saw with the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury being out. And I don't want to equate what John Gruden did to a quarterback injury, but we're trying to analyze a, a, a betting you know angle here. And so I thought in that game. This is an us-against-the-world mentality. They're going to rally. They're going to play their best ball. And they sure did. I, I mean, they look great. They, they really blew the doors off the Broncos. But it's hard to keep that up for multiple weeks. But then again, maybe this Raiders team is good. Like, the one bad game they had, truly, truly bad game they had, was right after the Gruden news broke. It was, they just laid a total egg against the Bears. They looked terrible. But was that their distraction game? Was that the game where we're just we're not really liking the guy who's calling the plays right now. What's he still doing here? I, I don't, maybe the Raiders are really good. Uh, maybe not really good might be overstating it, but maybe they're good. And now it's only minus three. They, they are at home, whatever that means. I don't think this Eagles team is very good. As you pointed out, I believe on the show last week, like I don't think there's a bigger gap between real life. Who's good and fantasy. Who's good than Jalen hurts. Like, I, I mean, he was terrible last week and he has over like 28 fantasy points. I, I don't think the Seagulls team is very good. They do get a little bit of extra rest. Maybe that's a, a factor. But I think I'm going to end up on the Raiders here and just kind of say that maybe last week wasn't just, you know, rally the troops back against the Wallace against the world. But maybe the Raiders were trying to tell us, well, you know, we're not that bad. We're, we're actually a pretty good team. And aside from that Bears game, that that's kind of how their season's played out. So I, I'm interested to hear if you have a really strong lean on this, because I, I, I'll probably be on the Raiders, but also understand that the letdown might be coming. Yeah, I think I'm going to be on the Raiders, too, because I can tell myself a plausible story that maybe the Raiders are a competitive team. I don't like the Eagles. I think they are I think they have weaknesses right. on offense. I think they have weaknesses on defense. They seem to junk the running game, but like five minutes into every uh, Sunday or Thursday or whatever, whatever night they're playing. Heck, they just, it wasn't even five minutes last week. Miles Sanders was in mothballs. No, I, get, I mean, they had like I, one I, carry 20 minutes into the game. No, to some degree, I can get that against Tampa Bay because they're an extreme run defense, but they junk the run against everybody. I mean, Miles, everybody, Miles Sanders everybody. doesn't he, need to have his jersey laundered most weeks because he hardly <laughs> plays. And it's you're very easy to defend when you're when you're multi-dimensional. You're not multi-dimensional when you're you know when you have one thing going for your offense. I could see. I could tell myself a story. Maybe the Raiders are a competitive team. I just don't like the Eagles right now, so I'm going to have to side with Vegas. Okay, these are my least favorite games to handicap, but there's a bunch of them, uh, and, and maybe you can give us a survivor pick too. There are three games that have gigantic spreads uh, between 13 and a half and 17, so we'll, we'll we'll lump them all together, pick them off one at a time. The Lions, look, I, I know they're plucky, and I know they Dan Campbell seems like a good hire. They've still scored 17 points or fewer in five straight weeks, and in a pinball league, that doesn't play. They go to L.A. for the Matt Stafford Bowl or the Jared Goff Bowl, if you want. Uh, the Rams, predictably, are spotting a big number. It's up to 15 and a half. Total is 50.5 over at BetMGM. Lions, bad. Rams, good. We know it. But you get a spot 15 and a half if you want the Rams. How are you playing this one? I think this might be the only one where I take the, well, the, where I take the favorite. Just because, I don't know. I don't know how spiteful Sean McVay is. I don't really know how much he disliked Jared Goff as a person, but he clearly had just given up on him. I clearly. And so I think there's some sense of, uh, I want to expose this guy myself this week. And I think there might be some Matt Stafford, like residual bitterness about the lions, never putting a team around him that he wants to show, Hey, I got a team around me now. I can 
we're going to put up 42 on you guys and they're not going to be able to keep up. I I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong about that. Maybe Jared Goff keeps him in this game. I hate taking any team with more than two touchdowns, especially in the NFL. I'll probably be on the Rams here. It's not going to be a comfortable pick just because uh, favorites this high are not going to cash that often in the NFL. Well, given that the Lions have been 17 or fewer five straight weeks, you ask yourself, is it that big of a deal to get the Rams to 33 points? I don't think it is. What, tell me anything you like about this Lions defense because I, I can't think of anything. They can't much. stop a nose they're losing right now. Guys too. Yeah, they're, it seems like you know they're getting guys injured every week too. Well, can I interest you in the Houston Texans catching 17 points at Arizona? Talk, talk about an obvious defensive spot for the Cardinals. The thing, the thing here is you just hope the Cardinals don't show up as bored. Because I mean, this is an out-of-conference game. Right. You know, DeAndre Hopkins' revenge game, right? But interestingly, Hopkins doesn't have a game with 10 targets this year. They they spread things around in this offense. You know, every week, A.J. Green gets about six to eight targets. Christian Kirk's involved. Rondell Moore's involved. Somebody's been trying to trade me Zach Ertz all day. I've just been rejecting. I'm like Dikembe <laughs> Mutombo, right? I'm just rejecting left and right. He's just hoping I, I click accept by accident. But... Uh, the Cardinals are spotting 17, which is a huge number in the NFL. You just don't see it that often. The total is 47 after that opening win for the Texans. And, and I know they look, they probably should have beaten the Patriots, but they did not look like a professional football team in Indianapolis. How do we handle this one? It's hard. I, I'll end up on the Texans just because of the boredom factor, like you talked about. The, I mean, we look back at the Cardinals and some of the games they have struggled. It's been against... Teams that they probably expected to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were in trouble in that game at halftime. They came back to win in the second half. Minnesota kind of sleepwalked through that game, too. I, I just, how excited are the Cardinals going to be for this game, really? Like, they just, they're coming off a really, really impressive dominant win against Cleveland. They know they're going to beat the Texans. The only problem I have with the Texans is basically they're going to have to do something to cover the spread. I mean, they're going to have to score a few points. And in three of their last four games, they've failed to get double digits in points or 21st downs. Their defense has been awful. I think they're averaging, giving up 30.2 points per game since week one. I'm, by the way, Jacksonville should still be embarrassed to lose that game week one. I, I still don't know how that happened because the Texans are as bad as we thought they'd be. But still, plus 17, I almost throw up my hands and say, okay, Got to take the dog and 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 just figure that the Cardinals aren't going to be too excited to be playing this one. Yeah, you also wonder if the Cardinals could peek ahead. They have Green Bay in two weeks. They have San Francisco the week after that. Yeah. I, I just don't know how you get a maximum performance from the Cardinals in the spot. So if Houston can just put up any kind of a fight, who knows? Maybe it's just a backdoor touchdown or something. And they do have something cooking with Brandon Cooks. You can play him for fantasy. Uh, if you want 15 carries that go nowhere, you can play Mark Ingram. I'm going to have to take the points here. Now, of the three big spread games, uh, we'll transition to Chicago-Tampa Bay. This is the one game I actually have a little bit of conviction on. Tampa Bay spotting 13 and a half. The total's 47. I think that's too many points. I don't think I don't think the Bears are a punching bag. I, I think they're a flawed team. I think they're a team that's very slowly taking the training wheels off Justin Fields, but they, they still don't run a complete playbook. They're trying to figure out what he can do, what he can't do. Uh, Fields hasn't gotten comfortable yet throwing those tight window throws to Allen Robinson. It seems like Darnell Mooney is more his speed right now. Not that Mooney's a bad player, but Fields is a work in progress. We know that. But Tampa Bay, their defense, people move the ball on them. People have scored Mm -hmm. points on Tampa Bay. I I think Tampa Bay's had a good season, not a great season. They probably should have lost or could have lost to Dallas opening night if a couple of plays go differently. I I think Tampa Bay's good. They did the job against Philly. It wasn't like they blew them out. They ultimately lost the cover at the end. 
I got to take the Bears in the 13 and a half. I still think they have a professional defense. And Tampa Bay, look, it, Frank, if, if you're if you can show up and pass your physical, you you might be playing cornerback or, or nickel safety for the Bucks this week. They just lost so much personnel on the back end. So um, I, I got to take the points here. This was an easy pick for me. Yeah, easy pick for me too. And uh, and the Buccaneers two and four against the spread this year. And I think there's a reason, a good logical reason, and it's because you know we talked about paying the tax with favorites and you know books adjusting midseason. I think the books adjusted before the season on the Bucks and just said. We're not giving you the Tampa Bay Buccaneers cheap. If you want to, if you want to bet them, that's fine. But you're going to be paying extra points every single week, and it's kind of played out. And even last week, you know, I, it was a little lucky. It, it was a lot lucky to get that backdoor cover with the two point conversion. But at the end of the day, you know, when you're betting underdogs getting a lot of points, more points than they should, that those are the kind of wins you do get. And this just seems like way too many points to me. I again, yeah, you're right. I mean, you look at the first two games we got uh, the previous two games we just talked about the lions they're, they're terrible they're, they're a bad football team houston texans haven't done anything right since week one whereas the bears aren't bad they're not great I, the only thing that worries me is matchup wise how do you beat the buccaneers you you, you literally just say we're never going to run the ball we're going to pass it every down i don't think the bears are equipped for that but i still like i still like what i saw out of khalil herbert last week i still think maybe they can get some running game going they don't need to do a whole lot to cover 13 and a half points here just play a decent game you're, you're probably going to be in play to, to cover there i let me ask you a, an offshoot of this because we just went through these three games we're talking about survivor at the beginning i'm, I'm alive at all three who do you take what, what do you do like I, and i think i've burned through the rams but do you do any of these worry you i mean we're going to get some chaos coming up and i even want to throw the packers in there too because they're you know minus nine and a half minus ten so they're in that range of double digits which of these four teams is going to lose straight up because it just can't happen that every single big favorite wins every single week. I, I, the Rams would be my first my first inclination. I, I guess maybe the way I would frame it is if you didn't have these teams available or if you wanted to save, I, people have different opinions on do you save teams. Would somebody have the guts to take the Patriots as much as, you know, you think Sean McVay wants to get back at Jared Goff. Uh, Bill Belichick will never be satisfied getting revenge on the New York Jets. And we'll, we'll talk about never, that team in a second. Never. Of the three big favorites, I would lean Rams, but uh, and I would try to stay away from the Buccaneers because I, I, you can I can at least tell Bucks myself up. a story that maybe the Bears' defense will hit the high end of his range, and every once in a while, Tom Brady you get an interior rush on him. Remember the last time they played? Right, Brady lost track of the downs. He was oh, holding right. up the yeah. four fingers. It became a meme. It was just last year, you know that that the Bears um, upset the the Buccaneers. So I don't know. I, I think it's in the range of outcomes. I would try to my goal my main thrust here would be try to stay away from Tampa Bay. That's the one big survivor team I think hmm. you want to avoid okay. this week. What about Packers as a contrarian play? Does they, do they worry? Do you think Washington can even – do you think they're live at all to pull off that upset? Because that's no. – I was I – was, this was the week – nah, I don't think so either. This was the week, though, I thought, if I'm just going to get crazy, if I'm just going to be, hey, I'm at least going to put one of these three entries on, like, like you said, the Patriots, somebody who I can – semi-trust as a, a smaller favorite when everybody i assume 95 percent of people are going to be on one of these three teams i uh, just it just feels like it's been too easy so far survivor pools are never easy the, it's been really easy so far i think we're going to get we got to get at least one of these teams to create some chaos and knock some of these we're, we're due for a week where it's like oh my god can you believe the five uh, the five upsets right. we saw today I, I don't know if it's yeah. this week with six teams not playing and so many games having big spreads but 
Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I could use a little more, more chaos. You know, we always talk about this is the weirdest season ever. This has actually been a pretty to form season, I think, more often than yeah, not so, so yeah. far. So you know, maybe a, a chaos week is coming. We have three more games. Let's push the Patriots to the front of that just because we mentioned that game. The Jets, this is a, a divisional rematch really early in week seven. Uh, the Patriots had already beat them at New York. The Jets are catching seven. Uh, the over-under is low, as you'd expect for any Patriots-Jets game. It's 42 and a half. New England, what, four straight losses at home, right? I mean, um, granted, they're, they're losing to teams like Tampa Bay and New Orleans and, and stuff like that. But ha- have the Patriots done anything to make you want to spot seven points with them against anybody? Yeah, but, I, you know, I go back to week two, 25 to six. And what's changed? What the, the Jets got better? I'd say no. Have the, the Patriots gotten significantly worse? I'd, I'd probably say no to that, too. They completely outplayed him that day. Uh, maybe, you know, Zach Wilson's second time around seeing this defense going to be better, but I don't really think so. I, do I love playing minus seven? And Not really. Not with this offense. Unable, like you pointed out, to really hit any big plays unless, you know, that unless Trevon Diggs just had his pick six and you want to throw a 75-yard touchdown right after. But other than that, they're, they're a very meticulous, grinded-out offense. It's hard to lay seven with them. But at the same time, I just flashed back to that week two game. It wasn't that long ago, and I don't think a whole lot's changed. And it was really never in doubt then. I don't think it's going to be in doubt here. This is easily the teaser game of the week, right? Like, I mean, you got to – if you're playing teasers at all, you, you tease the Patriots down to minus one. I don't think you're going to regret that at all. And who knows? So we have Like you said, maybe that's the chaos game. But I, I'll probably be on the Patriots without a lot of conviction, but I, I just can't get behind the Jets because I don't think a lot has changed this week too. The thing that I don't understand is that after the Patriots schooled the Jets and made Zach Wilson look terrible, then shortly after that, New England goes to Houston and, and Davis Mills looks like a Pro Bowl quarterback. Right. I, I, that was it's like I thought, I thought Belichick is supposed to own all the rookie quarterbacks. And even look, it's one thing if Davis Mills was was capable. He played great in that game. They used to look really good in that game and should have won. And we've talked about why they didn't yeah. some of the coaching decisions. But I, I can't get that out of my mind. But for whatever reason, you know, Belichick. Famously, you know, I uh, just read the Seth Wickersham book, which is great, and talks about a, a lot of why Belichick has that resentment against the Jets and, and how things went there uh, when he was in that building. I, I got I to gotta figure that Zach Wilson's in for a long day. But the Jets are rested. They, yeah, they have I can at least glimpse and see some skill talent I like on that team. They did erase Corey Davis in the first matchup. I'm probably going to have the Jets in this game, but – it's not going to be. I'm, I'm not resting a paycheck on it or anything like that. This is not. This is not shaping up to be the greatest betting week in the world. I don't see a lot of games. No, that I like. it's hard to find. It's hard to find a lot of games up on the table for. Although <laughs> there was, there may be one coming up. Let's well, there's there's two games left, so hopefully there'll be a Frank Schwab uh, lock of the lock of the month. Um, let's say maybe is it the Falcons at the Dolphins? Why Ooh. is Miami not getting the week after London bye? I don't understand that. But for some I think reason, it they're saying, it, Scott. I think it's. I think it's voluntary. And some teams choose to pass on it. Oh, and is that I, I, okay? For, I believe. I, if I'm wrong, please point it out to me on Twitter or something because I'd like to learn. But I, I'm pretty sure that teams have the option to take the week off after London, and the Dolphins must have said no thanks. What I think is silly. Okay, it's, it, that's fine. Their buy is in week 14. You're asking the Miami Dolphins to play 13 weeks in a row in, in this physical, you know, game that just beats you up. Anyway, they're at home. They're catching two and a half points against the Falcons, who, who, by the way, are off their own London trip and their own bye week. So the Falcons come in rested. The Dolphins come in with a London hangover. They just lost to the Jaguars. If this game were a pick 'em, if this game were 
for who knows what reason Miami favorite. I'd take the Falcons right away. I, it's hard for me to push the button on a Falcons road favorite pick, but then again, the line's so small. We've talked about all season about home field advantage doesn't mean that much. Maybe they got Kyle Pitts unlocked in the London game. Rat Ryan has actually started to play better in recent weeks. From what I saw of this Dolphins team in London, and, and look, teams, te- look, the, the coaches get paid. They're going to practice. They're going to try to iron out their mistakes. That's what everybody does. Maybe Miami will play a lot better this week, but I need to see it. I cannot put a penny or even a check mark, even a, you know, a pick and pull check mark next to the Dolphins <laughs> until they show me something. Other than Mike Gusecki, I can't think of anything in this team that I like on offense. I, I know Waddles had a couple of short catches for touchdowns and everything. I'm still not sold on Tua at all. Brian Flores is the coach I like. I think he's had a really bad season. I think Miami's an awful team. I think the Falcons are just more of a mediocre one. Give me the road favorite. Wow. And I'll I'll go the other way here. And I I feel dumb about it already, honestly. It's one of those we're going to be looking up at the screen and saying, what did I do? Why do I have the Dolphins? Why did I put that check mark next to them? Because I just, I don't think the Falcons are good. I just don't. I, I, I get it. They just won in London. Okay. Well, you beat the Jets. Huzzah. Good job. I don't know that they've figured out real like they, they unlocked Kyle Pitts because they had to. Uh, there was no nobody else. Like there's nothing else going on in that offense. And finally Arthur Smith is like, whoa, who is this guy? I've never heard of this. Uh, number eight. W- where did he come from? Uh, he was the fourth pick of the draft. You should have been using him this way the whole time. I don't know that that continues. I don't know that I as weird as it sounds, because I liked Arthur Smith coming in, I don't know that I trust him. I, I don't know that this team is really done the best job getting the most out of its talent. Kyle Ridley stuck in neutral. Kyle Pitts was a non-factor before the Jets. I I just don't like this Falcons team. Meanwhile, I get what you're saying about Tua, but I actually thought he played well. Given that he was coming off a, a bad injury, he was off a couple weeks, I thought he moved the, the team. He was aggressive when he needed to be, didn't make many mistakes. I, I actually thought he played well. Uh, not great. I, I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame or anything, but I thought he played well enough. And I just think the Dolphins have... They just have more talent, and I don't know why it hasn't shown up. I, I We talked about, you know, I agree with you. I think Brian Flores is a good coach, but I'm starting to have my doubts. I, he, he just got outcoached by Urban Meyer to fall to one and five. Like, that that's not something you want on your resume at any point. But I'm going to try. I don't know why, but I'm going to trust him to get some things figured out, to beat a bad Falcons team. They just have more talent. They just have more guys. At some point, this has to show up. I'm not, look, I'm not, I sound convinced, but I'm not. I, I think that the, the Dolphins are a bad football team, but I'm still going to be taking them. I, I I might even, if it gets over three, I might even talk myself into a bet because I just, I can't just give up the notion that the 10-win Dolphins from last year are just going to go like two and 15. I, I, I can't, I, why would that happen? I think they're better than they've shown. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to actually show they're a decent team. But I'll still ride with them at least one more week here because I have no faith in the Falcons. One interesting fantasy tidbit from this game. Uh, I was doing the tight end fearless forecast this week and running some numbers. Mike Gusecki has the highest slot percentage of any tight end. He's in the slot about two-thirds of his snaps. And I was surprised that Kyle Pitts, although Kyle Pitts is in the top 10 in this stat, he's only in the slot about 42 43% of the time. And I feel like that's not what we were told. We were told that Kyle Pitts was going to be basically a wide yeah, receiver. Yeah. And I would say, I, I would throw my arms up and say why you know, his slot percentage should be where Gusecki's is. He should be in the slot 70% of the time, right? You don't want his hand on the ground. You don't, you don't want him blocking, chipping. You want him running routes, especially on a team dying for outside you know, presence. And, and as you said, maybe the game in London was because Ridley wasn't playing. 
I will say this for Arthur Smith, for whatever he's not doing right this year, he seems to have the Corderell Patterson key. I, I don't know why that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of all the guys he's gotten the most out of, it's not Calvin Ridley. It's not Kyle Pitts. It's Corderell Patterson. It's Corderell okay, Patterson. Sure. Uh, go figure. And we'll close up shop with the enticing Carolina at New York Giants game. Uh, the Giants are at home catching three. Totals another one that's low, 43 and a half. I want to believe in Sam Darnold. And let's be fair. He played very well to get Carolina back into that game against Minnesota. And he played like dirt pretty much for the first three quarters. Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson every week look like they, they just met. Some weeks it's Darnold airmailing air him. Other weeks it's Anderson dropping passes. They did catch a pass in the end zone late in that game. But that hasn't worked out at all. They're not getting as much out of DJ Moore as I think they should. A, a wonderful talent. Uh, obviously, McCaffrey's on IR now. So he's going to be out several weeks frustrating team and what do we make of the giants you watch them on a good day it's like oh you know Shepard can play tony reminds me a little bit of beckham 2014 daniel jones has cleaned up his act well daniel jones was back to the turnover prone sack prone pocket awareness lacking daniel jones against the Rams. so i feel like these are two kind of helter skelter teams on carolina's best day i see a team that maybe is on the cusp of playoff contention on their worst day i, I think they're going to be like a five-win team I look at the Giants on their best day, and I, I understand why they beat the Saints. I look at them on their best day, and I, like they didn't belong in the field with the Rams last week. Uh, two very inconsistent teams, two very flawed teams. I think I'm leaning towards taking the points only because when I don't know what to do, that's kind of what my ethos is. But how do you see this one? And, and sadly, a game that I really don't want to watch. This might be one of my stronger plays of the week. It might be my strongest play of the week. I, I can't give up the Carolina Panthers. I just can't. I, I think that, like you said – at some points they do look like a playoff team. Whereas I think the giants losing last week, the way they did was just crushing. I, they know now, like it's done. Like you're, you're, you're kind of playing out the string as six games into the season. They looked absolutely terrible in that game. I don't know where Joe judge is going. And by the way, like I always wonder stuff like this. Like you're talking about Kadarius Tony and by the way, I totally, totally agree. He looks great. He looks unbelievable. What took the giants so long? What, why, why was he not even, any part of the equation for the first three, four weeks of the season, you, you watch him at practice every single day. If you're getting obvious things wrong like that, how many small things that we don't know about are you getting wrong? Uh, how many intricate things that, that wouldn't necessarily show up on a stat sheet? Are you just screwing up because you don't really know what you're doing? I, I It's just a red flag to me that they didn't know what they had with Kadarius Tony until they had to play because everybody was hurt. Like this guy's good. Uh, he's, he was your first round pick. What are you doing? So I have no faith in the giants. And home field advantage is dead. We don't need to, um, I don't really think that there's there's much worry about the Giants rising up at home or anything. And I just feel like this Panthers team has some other gear and, and it's just not getting there. And Sam has not played well in a few weeks. And that worries me a lot. I mean, the, the stats of how good they are with Christian McCaffrey in the lineup without Christian McCaffrey in the lineup are stark. I, it is pretty, pretty startling how much of a difference he makes. And you don't like to see that. I mean, you like to think that your quarterback can overcome a running back, no matter how great he is being out of the lineup. I don't know if Sam can, but if it's only three, I just think Panthers are a better team. I think that, you know, this is their game of, all right, are, are we really going to contend for a playoff spot or not? Because if, if you are, you need to win this game. There's no question about it. At that point, you'd be four and three, I believe you're still in it. You're fine. Like, yeah, you, you took some losses. You really wish you hadn't taken, but you're still four and three. You're still in the mix. You traded for guys like you're going to be a playoff contender. You know, it's Stephon Gilmore and CJ Henderson. So 
who are you? And I think this is their back against the wall game. And I think they come out and play well. And if they're not, I'm just going to cross them off. I, I finally will have to quit the Carolina Panthers if they can't beat this horrible, horrible Giants team. I, I just, I got to ride with the Panthers one more week. I just think they're much better. This is, this is a, this is a confident play for me. And I, I fully aware that it might look really, really, really dumb when I'm um, Sam Darnold's throwing interception after interception. Let's do one more quick thing before we wrap up shop. Cause I feel like a lot of these picks we had were leans. A lot of games we're not sure of a lot of games we, we mm-hmm. don't really have conviction on. Okay. I want to get one or two sides that you feel like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to be on that side. I'll give you a couple of mine. I'm certainly going to take the bears because I think their defense can hang with yes. Tampa Bay. And I think there's a tax with Tampa Bay and kind of, with your angle with the Panthers and the Giants, where it's like the Giants are bad, maybe the Panthers could still be good. That's how I feel about the Raiders and Eagles. I still hold out hope that the the Raiders could be a nine win team, a ten win team. Um, I still see, I still see, see, see talent there. And remember, yes, Gruden's gone, but when you have a quarterback like Derek Carr who's been with the organization as long as he has, he's basically your de facto offensive coordinator anyway. He knows all the plays, he knows all the audibles. Uh, they've started to get their receivers more involved. So I can guarantee you this: when I'm finally committing because again this is a early this is a first look at the slate i'm definitely going to have the raiders and i'm definitely going to have the bears give, give me a couple of just if you had to list conviction picks one or two uh maybe carolina was one of those teams for you uh, give me a couple of sides yeah i think i i think panthers I, you know as i just talked about i, I do agree with how the bears they're going to be a side i'm definitely on i, I also say I, right now the Bengals. the Bengals are a team that especially if i can get seven I, that's such a key number i'll be waiting I think that the Bengals are feisty enough to at least keep that close. I'm willing to be burned by the Ravens again. And you'd be, I probably agree with you on the Raiders. You make a good case for them. I, I haven't given up on this team being a good team. So if I had the, and now that I've had a ton of conviction on these games, it's a weird slate, but those four kind of stand out to me as I'll be punching those tickets this week. I'll be hoping to, just hoping and hoping that the Carolina Panthers look like they did the first three weeks of the season instead of the last three. If you want more betting advice from our man, Frank Schwab, and, and the, the great betting gurus over at Yahoo, Minty Betts, Pamela Maldonado, great crew of people, to name a few, be sure to subscribe to the Yahoo Sportsbook daily on your podcast platform of choice. Subscribe, review, do all those good things. And, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big subscriber to pods. I like to know when, when a fresh podcast drops. Like um, there's just a, a Color of Money podcast dropped on the Rewatchables, which is um, I mean, I stayed up last night and listened to that. I pro- probably needed to sleep, but I need to, to rerun a, a pool movie that was 35 years old. So subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to the Yahoo Sportsbook Daily so you don't miss a show. You don't miss a Frank Schwab pick. You don't miss a, a Minty Betts over under. You don't miss a Pamela Maldonado college underdog winner on Saturday. She's been doing great with the college football picks. Uh-huh. And, of course, if you're social, if you're on Twitter, Scott underscore Pienowski, it's how you catch me. Yahoo Schwab, it's how you catch Frank. And, of course, all the fantasy news, analysis, memes, picks, polls, all the fun stuff at Yahoo Fantasy. That'll do it for our show today. Matt and Dalton will be back in 24 hours for what we call Stat Nerd Thursday. They'll give you all sorts of angles on the Broncos and Browns. Probably everything you wanted to know about Dearness Johnson that you were afraid to ask. (laughs) Until then, for Frank, for producer Brett, I am Scott. Straight cash homie. Go pick some winners. We are out. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. 
Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.